Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm Robin Graham, your host, and a brand marketing strategist and photographer passionate about helping women connect and grow their audience and get more clients. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about branding, personal development, and life overall in the second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build a business from the ground up when I was actually terrified to put myself out into the world as something new. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Have you joined the Brand Insider private Facebook group yet? If not, head on over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups slash the Brand Marketing Insider, where we make branding fun. Every day we network and build community and genuine relationships and learn tips all about building a brand that stands out and makes an impact. I'd love to see you there. And I know everyone else in the group would love to learn from you and connect with you as well. So head on over there and join the Brand Marketing Insider private Facebook group. Are you overwhelmed with finding time to get all the things done in your life and business? Maybe you've heard about all these fancy systems and you've read about creating processes but don't know where or how to begin using them? If you don't have time to begin with, how do you decide which system you should invest in or what processes to create and implement in your business? I've asked myself these questions many times and just sat and stared at my computer screen in utter dismay. But today, my friend Shannon is joining me to share how we can strategically implement systems and processes so that we no longer need to fret about time. Sounds good, right? I mean, who doesn't want to add time into their day? Shannon Baker, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Robin. I've been looking forward to having this chat with you for quite some time. So I'm glad we're finally making it happen. Yes, I'm excited to have you. So we know each other from Instagram. We have built a relationship there. And it's I have watched you put out such amazing content and encouraging women, moms specifically, to use systems to really create a strategic process within their business so that they have more free time. But not only that, so that their business can run on its own while they're doing other things. And I'm really excited and anxious to have you share with the listeners some of your six pillars of systems and your core systems and how you use them and how you have strategically built your business on these systems and using them to not only give you more time, but engage with your audience when you aren't even present. Yes. And actually, and the systems are key, um, as you mentioned, because as moms, we have so many different things that we take care of. And it changes from day to day that a lot of times we'll spend so much time investing in our client's business that we neglect our own. But once you get systems in place, then your business can not totally run on its own, 
but it can hold its own until you can give it the attention that it needs. So I can't wait to share some some tips with your listeners so that they can also work in what I call the mom cracks of time, which are those 15 to 30 minute increments that we usually end up with. You can get so much done to really get your systems in place and make your life so much easier. Yeah, I agree. And then you can take advantage of the rest of your time to spend more time with your family and just have peace of mind. Absolutely. And that's really my approach with systems, which is a little different than what you may find or hear from a lot of other industry experts, so to speak. The more popular opinion is just delegate all the things you don't have time to do or delegate the things that you don't want to do. But that's not what many of us as business owners or mompreneurs want to do. My preference is to run my business by myself. So my systems are key because I don't want to have to manage someone who's working on tasks for me. Now, I will delegate or outsource for a task here or there. But for the most part, I'm a solopreneur and I want to stay a solopreneur. So for anyone else that has the same platform or way that they're setting up their business, then you definitely have to have your systems in place to help you with that. Yeah. Some of us are solopreneurs because we don't enjoy people management or managing a team. And so to have the systems do the work for us when we either can't afford to hire people or don't want to work with people, then this gives us opportunity to have the help we need without having additional stress as far as HR concerns or, you know, interventions with employees. Okay. So Shannon, You've had an interesting journey, and I would love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about where you came from and how you came to be a systems expert versus staying in the roles that you've been in in the past that you weren't satisfied with. Okay, so I'll start by saying I'm a serial entrepreneur, and I'm the really the only one in my business. I started my first business 20 years ago, so my first phase has like multiple pieces (laughs) because I've done so many different things, but it's because I was trying to find a space that will allow me to live a fuller life, but be able to provide steady income for me to take care of myself. So I've done wedding and event planning, event decorating. I've been a floral designer. I sold Mary Kay. I was a licensed makeup artist. I mean, you name it. And in the creative space, I tried it. But it took up more time than I wanted to devote to it. And while the time I was doing all of this, I was working full time. And this was before I had my daughter. So once I had my daughter, I was still doing the wedding and event planning. But it takes a lot of time to plan. Most people think, oh, the wedding day is so pretty. But there's so many hours worth of work that goes on behind the scenes and even the day of that it just It took so much time that I worked my full time job during the week. And then Saturdays, I'd still be gone all day because I'm at an event all day. So as my daughter started to get older, I realized this really isn't working for me. It's not giving me the lifestyle freedom that I want. So I was having a coffee chat, of course, my favorite drink with one of my girlfriends. And because I had been an executive assistant for other small businesses supporting the president of the companies for years. She said, well, have you ever thought about becoming a virtual assistant? So I had never heard of virtual assistants. So 
being the analytic person that I am, I did the research and I launched my business in 2012. Now, mind you, I'm still working full time. So I shut down the event planning business and switched gears and started working as a virtual assistant. So I knew some other people that own small businesses. So I reached out to them and got my first couple of clients. So life is great. It's going well. But then I realized over time, I had bitten off more than I could chew. I was really doing all kinds of tasks that really weren't in my wheelhouse. Now, over the years of being executive support, I had learned, you know, you need systems for consistency. I worked for a government agency for almost eight years. So I knew there had to be processes. I had gone through the training. I put their standard operating procedures in place. I managed their document printing. So processes and logistics, that was my specialty. And as I've looked back over the years, I see every job that I did somehow contained processes and logistics, especially with event planning. So the light bulb still hadn't really gone off that that was really my zone of expertise, but that came later. But again, I found over time that I just, I still wasn't happy because I had so much work going on with my clients and they didn't have processes in place. So I would spend time redoing work or missing deadlines or having to clean things up because there weren't documented processes in place. So here I am at the crossroads again of, well, what am I going to do? I'm not happy with how this is going. So something needs to change. And then at the same time, my family was being impacted because I was spending time still working full time and then doing client work in the evenings. And I have to admit, I didn't have any systems in place myself for my own business because everyone tells you the things you need to do to start a business but there was no information to tell you how you need to run your business efficiently. So I'm the little fish swimming in the big pond and I started sinking. So after a couple of years, I came to a crossroad and decided, okay, I don't like how this is going. I'm either going to have to shut down my business and go back to work for someone else or find something else. That's a little bit more in my wheelhouse. So I looked into becoming an online business manager thinking, okay, well, if I can manage the people doing the work, then that will be less time. So I invested the money in that training, went through that course, and it still didn't light me up. So I'm back to square one and I say, okay, well, I've got to go through the discovery process again because this path isn't working for me. So at that time, and this was not that long ago, this was about two years ago, After working with a mentor of mine, and she really helped me focus in and see that the way I was operating just wasn't self-sustaining and it wasn't going to grow because my heart wasn't in it. So that February of 2019, I made a major decision. I did what they call burning the boat. I ended all my contracts, put the business on pause, so to speak. And I got a part-time job because, of course, we got bills to pay. So I had to replace that income. And it was a drastic move, but it relieved the financial pressure that we were going to feel once I ended the contracts. So during that time, I connected with someone that we hope very dear, Stephanie Gass. Yes, love Stephanie. Yes. I started listening to her podcast and through that process, she always talked about finding your zone of genius. I had been looking at the book by Gay Hendricks, The Big Leap. Oh, yeah. Yep. I've had several guests mention that book. Yeah. 
It is amazing. So once I read that book and went through the exercises and of course, you know, talking to Stephanie, I identified that my true passion was putting things in order for a very specific outcome. And as I look back over the years of the things that I did, that was what lit me up. So light bulb moment, I identified my zone of genius. And from there, I hit the ground running and realized that processes and integrating technology, that was my thing. So after, of course, continuing to talk to Stephanie, I realized something that had been on my heart for a little over two years was starting a podcast. But of course, because I was so conflicted in my feelings with my business, I didn't know what to start a podcast on. Mm -hmm. But now I had the magic piece that I was missing. And I realized she had Podcast Pro University. So, you know, I'm sitting now talking to my husband. I'm like, well, this is what I really want to do, but I don't know if it's going to work. So, of course, fear of failure, again, started to kick in. And I'm doubting myself like, oh, no, I don't think this is a path that I should take. I know what our family goals are. The part-time job is supplying what we need. Maybe I just need to let this go. I prayed about it and I won Podcast Pro University in a giveaway that Stephanie had. And that was in July of last year. So I took that as my sign to say, girl, you need to do this. So I dove in. Yeah, God was saying, Shannon, (laughs) I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah, that this is the path to go. But what I appreciate about the process is I realized that because I have the income from a day job, I didn't have to rush the process. So I really could make the decisions and make the changes in my business that will actually fill my needs and not have to rush the process because the financial stress wasn't there. So I decided, okay, I am going to launch on April 1st, 2020, no matter what. And that's exactly what I did. And in the same space, I decided to rebrand the business because I didn't want to be known as the virtual assistant anymore because now I'm not doing that supportive work, but I had shifted to focus on filling a void and helping business owners get their processes and their systems in place. So at the same time, I decided to rebrand and the brand, the Shannon Baker was born and I was working on that at the same time I launched the podcast. But through the growing process, I have loved it. I absolutely love talking about systems. And because I've had to go through the process myself and get systems in place while working, raising a family, all of those things that we do as mompreneurs. So when I share experiences in my podcast episodes, it's from the heart because it's things that I've had to do to get my systems in place because I knew that without them, I wasn't going to succeed. And that's where I had failed before. I love your journey, Shannon, because it's one of truth. It's one of discovery. It's, you know, you overcame fear, but most importantly, you are, you're walking the talk. You're not just telling someone, okay, you need to implement systems and here's how you're using your experience to teach people how to use systems effectively. Yes. And I know systems are daunting and most people don't like systems, but you can't operate your business and live your life without them. If you don't have systems in place, your business is running you, which is out of order. That's not the way it's supposed to be. We start our own businesses to gain lifestyle freedom. But if you're chained to everything that you have to do in your business, 
it's not going to thrive the way that you want it to. A quote from, I think it's Luann Nagara. I have never forgotten her saying this. And I heard this about two years ago. She said, if you don't have systems in place, you don't have a business, you have a you. So what that means is if you're the one that manually does all of the tasks in your business, what happens if something happens to you? Your business comes to a screeching halt. And that's why one of the core sexy systems that I always talk about is having a backup plan. One of them includes having your documented standard operating procedures so that if something happens to you, someone can step in and keep your business going. So what I would recommend is definitely focusing your time on getting your systems in place, because again, you need your business to survive. You need it to run without you having to manually do everything. And then that way, you can get back to living your life and not having to be chained to your back office, so to speak. Yeah. So let's dive in, Shannon, because I know there are six core systems that you recommend or that you use and have implemented. And I would love for you to tell the listeners what those are and then what each one of them is and how we can implement them into our business. I think, you know, so oftentimes, and especially for me, and I said this in the intro, I think about a system and I think, oh, that looks wonderful. But I think, oh my gosh, now I have to learn this system. Then I have to implement it. And this is going to take me hours. I don't have time. So, you know, in the past, I would let it go and I wouldn't have these systems in place. And so then I was having to do everything. So the overwhelm just continued and continued until I implemented things. And now once I discovered tools and I put the time in to do them. And I actually hired a VA at one point to help me implement some of these systems so that things could be automated and streamlined. And, you know, for it, we'll use my podcast for an example, everything's automated. Somebody comes in and does an application. I can hit approve, not approve. They receive a letter. If they're approved, they get the letter with the link to schedule from there. They're sent the Zoom link, the questionnaire, and everything just flows. And then there are even, you know, backend reminders so that I don't have to do that. Like that takes, I don't know, 20 steps probably in total that I have taken off of my to-do list every time a podcast guest is booked. So I think it's really important for people to realize that even though you think you don't have time now, if you don't invest the time to implement these systems and processes, you're just going to continue in that downward spiral or that rabbit hole of no time until you do do it. Exactly. And that's why one of the things I started saying is keep calm and streamline. And I always remind people, systems raise your business out of chaos and into consistency. You can't grow your business if you aren't operating on a consistent basis. Our goal is to produce consistent deliverables for our clients, no matter what industry we're in. You can't do that without a system because if you're manually doing it, you may complete, say, six of 10 steps to get something done, which means in those four steps, you've lost some of the quality of what you should be producing. So number one, that's where systems come in. They produce consistent results, which lead to happy clients and happy clients lead to free marketing, which results in referrals. And who doesn't want that? So Mm -hmm. the six core sexy systems, as I term them, and some of your listeners may say, well, why does she say sexy systems? 
One, I know systems aren't fun. So it's not actually the systems themselves that are sexy. But when you get those systems in place, you have time to do all the things that pour into you so that you can then feel sexy, feel happy, spend time with your family, spend time networking to grow your business. I mean, the list goes on and on of the things that you can do that light you up so that you live a fuller life. And that's why my approach to systems is more holistic because it gives you the time and space that you need, not only in your schedule, but mentally. You're not stressed out trying to figure out what you're supposed to do next because you have a system or a process in place that walks you through the steps. And then it saves your brain energy if you have a process Your brain doesn't have to think about what you're supposed to do next. So I'll start with the three main systems everyone needs to put in place. A central filing system, which is self-explanatory. If your documents are on your hard drive, you need to stop and fix this now. (laughs) Google Drive and Dropbox and even OneDrive are the three largest cloud storage providers available. You need to get everything organized and into cloud storage because that allows you to be able to work on the go. And let's be honest, as mompreneurs, we're working sometimes more off of an iPad or iPhone or your Android devices, more so than you're working on your desktop. How many times have you forgotten to send something because you say, oh, well, it's on my hard drive at home, so I'll send it to you when I get home. But then you get home And either you have to take the dog out for a walk or you've got to get dinner on or you get a call from one of your parents or a family member. And then you totally forget until the next day to send that document. That could be a missed opportunity. Whereas if you have everything organized so you can find it quickly in cloud storage, you can literally in a couple of clicks send an email from your mobile device attach that document and keep going and it's done. So that's where your central filing system comes in. That's also where you need to store your standard operating procedures. So many people may say, well, it takes too much time to document my process. I'm a huge fan of checklists. Checklists are a quick and easy way to document a process. And if you still don't wanna do that, there are apps available like Loom, where when you're completing repetitive tasks, Just record your screen as you work, and then you can delegate this task, outsource that to someone to type up the instructions for you. That will help you get your system where your process is documented because you need that piece in order to be able to implement any automation into your process, which is what the system is. So system number two, a scheduling system. This one is very important in the times that we live in. Number one, we're not seeing each other face to face anymore. So more people have been forced to use either Acuity, Calendly, or if they're using Dubsado or HoneyBook, you need an online system. It doesn't matter what provider you choose. I use Acuity, so I know it inside and out. But the bottom line is you wanna be able to send a link to someone so that they can pick and schedule an appointment based on both of your availability. That eliminates the email tag or the phone calls back and forth, trying to find a time that works for both of you. Here's the most important reason for you to have a scheduling system. It puts boundaries around your schedule. 
You should not be available for phone calls every day, all day, any time of the day. You're not a 7-Eleven. So <laughs> you need to pick days and times for specific types of call. Robin, you and I both run a podcast. I do podcast interviews on Fridays. You do yours on Thursdays. Why is it great to pick one day in a time block for your calls? Because that keeps your brain in the same working space. If you have all your podcast interviews on one day, you're in the recording space mentally and it saves you energy because it's the same process over and over again. So do not mix up your appointment days. I do coffee chats on one day. I do discovery calls on another day. And I do my podcast interviews on one day. It's also great to put the boundaries around that because otherwise your phone would be ringing all the time. I don't take unscheduled phone calls and some people say that's kind of rude, but oh well, because I have to be productive. Phone calls will interrupt your workflow. You could be in the zone working on something and if the phone rings, and this has happened to all of us, a client says, I have a question for you. It's only gonna take a couple of minutes. Next thing you know, you've lost 30 minutes. So number one, you've provided a free phone call that probably should have been a paid consultation. You've broken your thought process. So even when that phone call is done, you've got to get yourself back in the space to move forward with whatever the task was that you were working on. So put the boundaries around your schedule by using a scheduling app. And it works for everyone. Great part, when we're talking about systems and automation, it sends out the reminders for you to let the person know you have a call tomorrow at this time with this person. And now with video calls, it includes your Zoom link. You don't have to do anything. So that's system number two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. That Calendly is the one that I use and it has saved my life, I swear. (laughs) Mine too, because you don't always write things down that you're supposed to. Like we scheduled this interview months ago. Mm-hmm. And while it's on my Google calendar, I hadn't written it in my paper planner. But the automatic email reminder came in. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, I know my interview with Robin is sometime this month. What day is it? And I never looked at the calendar. But then the email reminder came in. And I was like, yes, it's tomorrow. So it, it's a time saver. And what's also great with it is if a person needs to reschedule, they just click the link inside of that reminder and can reschedule based on your availability and you don't have to do anything to make it happen. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. It's so streamlined. Yes, wonderful. And the great thing like with podcasts, like my reminder email has step-by-step reminders to help them prepare for their podcast interview. If it's a paid consultation, they're reminders of what they need to have on hand for that phone call. So those reminders serve dual, well, actually multiple purposes Yeah, because you can use them to provide additional information for the person that you're meeting with. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I do, Shannon, is when I have a coaching client coming in, I have my questions built into their scheduling. So when they schedule, they answer those questions and I don't have to then search for a questionnaire or a file somewhere else on my computer or in one of my, you know, drives like Dropbox or Google Drive because it's right there in this in the appointment. Exactly. You just click on that appointment. 
it drops it all right there in the bottom. And the great thing with these systems, it holds all of that information from each of their appointments with their client file, which is the part that I love. Like everything is right there. You just click on their name. Yes. So those are the first two of the six systems that everyone should have. And then the third one is your communication system. This is how you talk to people inside of your business. If you have a team or people that you delegate to regularly and definitely external. And when I say external, I'm speaking of potential clients, current clients, and anyone that you may meet at a networking event. How do you communicate with someone when they reach out to you for a coffee chat? If they reach out to you regarding your services, you can automate many of these steps. And for the pieces you can't automate, you can create an email template so that you can quickly respond in 24 to 48 hours. Otherwise, especially when it comes to following up with your leads or keeping in touch with someone to grow your network, time is of the essence. If too much time goes by, people forget why they even reached out to you or where they met you. Um, I've reached out to people about things and asked them questions about their services, and they don't respond until like one or two weeks later. By then, I've forgotten what I even reached out to you for. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to look to see because if it's taking you that long to respond to me, I've probably already found someone else to provide that service for me. Agree. So templates are key when it comes to consistent communication. When it comes to DMs, because we know we get a lot of inquiries through social media. On Instagram, I always recommend have your response templates set up and use quick replies. That can include the link to your calendar. If someone's reaching out to you about your services, you can quickly drop the link and say, well, here's the link to schedule a discovery call so that we can talk, see if we're a good fit and see if I can even help you with your issue. If it's someone looking to network, it can include a link to your schedule for coffee chat. I'd love to learn more about your business and what you're looking for. So schedule coffee chat. Let us get to know each other. Those quick templates you can use on social media. You can use them in email. You can use them in multiple places. But you also have to have them in your central filing system so that you can locate them to use them. So knowing how you communicate is very important. Not to mention you can automate a lot of this. For us, because we use scheduling systems, there's one tool that is key to a lot of my systems, and it's Zapier because it connects so many apps together. So for instance, with my discovery calls, when someone schedules a discovery call, I have a zap that automatically pulls all of their information into a Google Sheet. It then creates a card from Google Sheets, drops them into my board in Trello so that I can then track them and make sure I follow up on the leads in a timely manner. It's automated. Now, there are some manual pieces, but that has helped me keep leads from falling through the crack. Mm -hmm. There's so many tools. I won't you know, drown everybody with all the tools that I use, but <laughs> Zapier and Trello are like my top two for keeping up with everything. And for anyone who doesn't know what Trello is, it's similar to Asana, which I know you use Asana. Mm -hmm. Trello is the preferred version of the more creative mind because you can drop pictures and pretty things and customize it a little bit more than Asana. I'm actually switching over. Yeah. Oh, you are. I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And I mean, Asana is great and it's more of a platform, especially if you have a team. Um, another option, if Asana and Trello, if you like Trello, but need a little bit more team functionality, then ClickUp looks like Trello, but it functions more like Asana where you can tie tasks together with due dates and things, which is one of the biggest differences between Asana and Trello. But for anyone that's more of a, a solopreneur platform, Trello definitely is great for project management. You can add due dates, you can put notes in there, you can do so many different things with Trello. It's really helped me to up level my organization and I'm still learning how to do a lot of things in there myself and I use it every day. And there's a mobile version for that and just about everything that I do. So that way I can work in the mom cracks of time and get things done. So system number, let's see, that was three, four, four, money management. You should have a system set up to track your money coming in and going out. Everyone does not use QuickBooks or HoneyBooks or different software because maybe you're bootstrapping. That's okay. You can use a simple spreadsheet. I literally have my expenses in a spreadsheet. It says who I pay, when I pay them, how much I pay them, and how they're getting paid. So while a lot of things are on a recurring basis, there are some things that may hit my business credit card, or there's some things that are annual, monthly, yearly. All of that is specified in my spreadsheet. And that's great because I also do a systems audit at least once a year. I can look at the tools that I'm using and what I'm paying for and making sure that I'm not double paying for something and I'm not using something. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's money out. Money coming in. You should be using something, PayPal, Stripe, Square, whatever the case may be, which will then provide you with reports so that you can keep your finger on the pulse of your business. A former client who made over $75,000 in one year. And at the end of the year, she did not know where all her money spent because none of it was in the bank account. She did not have a pulse on her income. So don't let that happen to you. You can use a simple spreadsheet. That's okay. But you've got to watch your money. Your cash flow is the lifeline of your business. So that's where that system comes in. And backup system. I've talked about this one a little bit, but this one's key. Not only do you need a backup, which I call the emergency response plan, your plan B in case of an emergency, but back up your computer files If you have a Mac, get an external hard drive. Do not save things on your hard drive on your computer if it's not backed up somewhere else. I had the hard drive on my Mac die and it did not cripple my business because I had a copy of all of my files in Google Drive. But without that, I would have lost six years worth of templates, files, everything. Mm -hmm. Also, back up your website and your blog. If you're hacked, What are you going to do if you don't have a clean backup of your data? One that people forget, your CRM. Now, no matter whether you use MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, Entreport, doesn't matter. I recommend at least once a quarter, export all of your subscribers as a spreadsheet. So that way, if something happens to that platform or you want to change platforms, you have your subscriber information. And a key one, if you outsource any tasks, is a people backup, meaning 
What happens if your virtual assistant or your graphic designer or the person who's hosting and maintaining your website, what happens if they go on vacation or what if something happens to them? How are you going to cover those tasks? That's your backup system. If my virtual assistant is out, I can pick these tasks up myself or they can wait or I can maybe delegate these to someone else. But you won't know how to do that if you don't have a specified backup plan. That's a whole system itself. Mm -hmm. And the last core system is your sales and marketing system. Your email newsletters, your lead generation, your social media accounts. How is your brand represented online? This is your more of your expertise, Robin, talking about branding. But most people don't identify these things specifically like email marketing. If you decide you want to outsource email marketing to a virtual assistant, you need a process. You need to tell them what font do you use? What size should your images be? What color should your hyperlinks be? All of those things need to be outlined in a process so that you can hand it off to someone else for the task. But most people don't think, oh, I need to write this down for someone's point of reference. Yes, you do. If you have a podcast, if you blog, if you guest blog or have your own blog, if you accept guest blog posts, all of this needs to be in a calendar to show you how it all plays together. That's part of your sales and marketing system. How do you track your leads? That's part of this system. What are your metrics each month? When do you pull them? Where do you store them? What are you looking for? What are your goals? All of this is part of your sales and marketing system. And there are a lot more pieces that I won't go into, but I think you kind of get the idea. (laughs) You've got to be able to identify how you carry out each of those pieces, because without sales and marketing, your business won't grow. But you've got to know how you're going to do it as well. Oh my gosh, Shannon, this was fabulous. Like I've heard you talk about all of these things so many different times, but always like piecemeal, you know, like either on your podcast or on social media, but never like this comprehensive list all in one place. This is so empowering, really. Fortunately, I have actually, years ago, I read the book E-Myth and that really kind of forced me into having a lot of this implemented in my business. But just hearing you talk about all of it, I think that so many of us, we forget or we just take things for granted and we don't think about the fact that at any point in time, something could shift and we would need a backup. So this is so great. Yeah. And having it written down makes a huge difference. And when we think of getting it in place, I recommend and I learned this new term last week in the summit that I was a part of put in. 15 minute blocks every day just to work on a task, one process. So I always recommend one, identify what your goal is for the next 90 days. So if your goal is to increase your email list by, say, 50 subscribers in the next three months, then you have to identify the tasks that are associated with you meeting that goal. That helps you then identify what process you need to work on. So that would be your social media marketing. How are you going to bring awareness to the fact that you have an email list that will go into your content planning? That also includes your lead generation. Once you've identified that this is a person you want to target, you start posting and they sign up for your freebie. Then what happens after that? That's a process all on its own. But you need to make sure that that process is in place. So that's why you start with the goal. 
the recipe for success for implementing your process is focus on 90 day increments. It usually takes that long for you to map out the process, identify some steps that you can automate, work with it and tweak it, which is why I always say at least focus on one at a time and they can't see me. But Robin, you can see my sign. Mm -hmm. That's why if you can streamline it to where it's working and it doesn't have to be anything major or complicated, very simple. But those 15 minute increments, you can map out your steps as a checklist in maybe 15 or 30 minutes. Then you can go back and look at it in the next 15 minutes and identify, did I leave any steps out? Then your next 15 minute increments, which of these steps that I've outlined can I maybe automate? You highlight those. Then you identify, okay, well, if I want to automate these steps, what tool is available that can automate this for me? So that's the process of how you get your processes or your systems in place. Because again, the system, and I didn't identify this or define this, but a system is your process, the tools, and the people. Those three things make up your system. So for most of us, the people may be us, and that's okay. But if you've automated most of the steps, then there's not going to be much that's going to have your name beside it anyway. And if you get to the point that you want to start delegating, you've already identified what the person needs to do. You can just hand that process off to them and they know how to fall into your existing system. So key, you need the system before you start to delegate. Oh, my gosh, this was fabulous. I love that. And I love that you walked us through that one task at a time the 15 minutes per day, the 90 day increments and, and focusing all of that based on a goal, one, one goal, and then implement it one thing at a time so that you're absolutely focused on that one specific task. Love it. Yes. Shannon, where can my listeners find you, learn more from you, connect with you? Okay. So I'm mostly on Instagram, the underscore Shannon Baker or Facebook. I'm in my Facebook group, which is the same name as the podcast, the More Than Capable Mompreneur podcast. So of course you can tune in on major platforms, including Amazon. I'm so happy about that. (laughs) And inside the group where I do other trainings and we have discussions about the tools and different things that we use in our business but also even some lifestyle things that we all experience as busy moms and busy women trying to grow our business. So it's the Shannon Baker for the most part across the board. Shannon, thank you so much for being here and sharing all this wisdom. It was amazing. Well, thank you for having me, Robin. It was my honor. Are you struggling with brand clarity, confidence, and creating content that connects? Want to brand yourself or your business, but don't know where to begin? Or are you frustrated because you're doing all the things you see everyone else doing, but you aren't getting more clients? You're telling everyone what you do, but no one hears you. It's like you're speaking a foreign language because your message isn't resonating. I hear you. The overwhelm is real. I feel your pain and frustration. I've been there. It wasn't overnight that I grew my business and figured out how to create a cohesive and consistent brand message that builds genuine connections and gets more clients. In fact, I did everything the hard way and I want to make it easier for you because I've been in your shoes and I don't want you to struggle anymore. I am offering brand strategy, clarity, confidence, and connection 
coaching sessions to help you master your brand messaging and be seen and heard as the expert you are. In a one-hour strategy session, we'll dive deep into your values, visions, and passions to create absolute clarity around your brand messaging and business. You'll not only have absolute clarity for your brand messaging, but you'll feel confident. When you are confident, you will trust yourself more and be able to create content, content that genuinely connects and helps your ideal audience get to know, like, and trust you. After working with Tracy for only one hour, she said, Robin's branding expertise was not only insightful, but empowering. She gave me a clear vision of my personal brand and how I can market myself as an authority in higher education. The blueprint she gave me for creating a personal brand is very detailed, but most importantly, gives me confidence that I can and will continue to transform business initiatives within higher education programs and help and inspire others to do the same. Don't you want to achieve that sense of clarity and confidence to feel empowered to inspire your audience? I believe you can and will when we work together. Now, if you're envisioning yourself feeling anxious and frantically taking notes during this session, don't worry. You don't have to write anything down. The only thing you need to do is focus on the strategy session and learning, and I'll take care of everything else. You'll receive a comprehensive blueprint from me outlining everything we've talked about with action items that will take your brand messaging to the next level and attract more clients. Do you want absolute clarity on your brand messaging and to know how to connect with your ideal audience to attract more clients? Then this strategy session is for you. Don't waste any more time spinning your wheels. Go to therobingram.com slash shop to schedule your session today. Hurry, because I have limited spots per month so that I can give you the attention you deserve. I can't wait to work with you and watch your brand messaging and business transform. And that's a wrap, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at the Robin Graham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, the Brand Marketing Insider. Please spread the word about the second phase podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.